Do you have a pull on a door handle just to realize that it says right there, push? But what was the handle for? Do you ever try to use a washing machine and it locks the clothes inside and you're trying to tug on the door and it tells you something really useful like door is locked. A lot of people have these experiences and they get frustrated and they think, ah, oh, geez, I'm such a dummy for not knowing how to work this thing. But really, it's not your fault. It's the designer's fault for not keeping you in mind when they created that device. And Bitcoin and cryptocurrency still have a lot of these user experiences too. Welcome to Cryptonomics, Principles of Cryptocurrency and Investing. Welcome to Cryptonomics once again. Thank you so much to all those people who are sharing these videos and podcasts and posts on Facebook. And thank you to all those people who are giving those five-star reviews on iTunes because that really helps me out a lot. When I first started using the internet, I had to use the IP addresses. So I had to type in the numbers for a site. I couldn't just type in a word like google.com. There wasn't any web 2.0. There was barely even web 1.0. I could connect to a university site and maybe download some photos and some documents, but no animation, no video, not even any hyperlinks. Pretty boring. And of course, if you didn't know the numbers for a site, there weren't really any search engines. So if you didn't know the numbers, you just couldn't go to the site. This is the first browser. It's dominated by text and hyperlinks, maybe a couple of pictures. Compare that with the internet of today rich, interactive, customized for you. We would never go back to that picture on the left after experiencing this. If the internet had remained as user-friendly as it was then, do you think it would have become as popular as it is today? Or do you think it would have been purely the domain of a niche market of nerds? Nerd! Now, there's nothing wrong with being a nerd takes nerds to make the world go round. And the majority of people who are trying to access the internet maybe could be a potential market for cryptocurrency and not nerds. They're soccer moms and grandmas, grocery shoppers, and just regular old people. Normal humans going about their lives who don't think about technical stuff, who don't think in numbers or in IP addresses or 34 character strings that you use as Bitcoin addresses. When I first started using Bitcoin, I had to download the entire blockchain to my computer. And with the software at the time, it might take a day, maybe two days, maybe three days, and you couldn't use all of the functions of the software until the blockchain had completely downloaded. I remember downloading the Litecoin blockchain to my computer first from a torrent because the wallet software was too slow. And I cryptographically verified it to make sure I got a true blockchain. Over time, they improved the Bitcoin wallet software, so it took a lot less time to download the blockchain. But even in 2014, my buddy Aaron suggested this idea for a business, a Bitcoin cafe, where you could work in, connect to the Wi-Fi, and download an entire node very quickly. Fortunately, that idea is now obsolete. Pretty soon we got 
web wallets like blockchain.info and then we had light wallets like Electrum changed the game a bit and now of course we have mobile wallets plugins to your browser that are wallets and they can store hundreds of cryptos and of course now there are several cryptocurrencies where you don't have to use a 34 character string to send money to your friend you can use a name something that's human readable so if you go on BitShares and you know the name of your friend on there you can send them some money you can also go on Steam it and send somebody money just knowing their alias by the way follow at cryptonomics1 on Steam it a lot of people a lot of die-hard Bitcoin supporters get a little bent out of shape when I start to talk about the problem of having a long address that looks like a computer error that looks like R2-D2 jizzed on your monitor. They say, well, you can just copy and paste it or you just use a QR code. But it's similar to IP addresses. It wasn't a problem using an IP address. It was fine as long as you knew how to do it. But there is a reason. I don't write 50.87.217 on my business card. I just write cryptonomics.space because people can understand it. They can read it. They might even remember it. Now, there's no question that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are easier to use than ever. But to really gain adoption, you can't just be good. It needs to be outstanding. It needs to be better than the competition. And that's why you need things like transactions that you can dispute private payments, automatic payments, even discounts for using cryptocurrency. Successful cryptocurrency doesn't need to have all of these things, but it does need to have a level of service that people expect. It can be tempting to think that user experience is something simple, that it can just be an afterthought, that you can just dump it on top of a already made technology and everything's gonna be fine. But now more than ever, User experience is something that people expect. They expect things to be easy to use. They expect to be able to use it having never even touched the technology before. That takes an art. If you build the tech first and then try to shoehorn the user experience into that, it's always going to be tough because people are going to see that the tech was first and the user experience was secondary. It wasn't a priority. They're going to know it, they're going to feel it, and they might just not use your service. People are always seeking value, naturally, constantly seeking value. They're asking this one magical question. The more a man invests in that question, the more powerful that man will become. What's in it for me? And that's why as entrepreneurs and system designers, we need to ask the opposite question. What's in it for them? We have to use our imagination and our empathy to put ourselves in the shoes of people who we, maybe we've never met and we don't know exactly how they think. That's no easy task, but that is the task of user experience, to make a system that's easy and fun and engaging for regular people who don't have a deep understanding of the system. If we can do that, then cryptocurrency has a chance of success. Now, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing these videos and podcasts. And thank you for all those people who are giving those five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast. As always, stay grateful.